You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten here on a Monday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. We'll start up the show in just a moment. But first, our show today is brought to you by our live NBA draft show. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll, of course, have more on that leading up to the big event as it happens, but you're listening in here to Locked On Big Ten. As I mentioned, I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Ben Stevens will still be a friend of the program as always, but he has moved on to bigger and better things, but we'll, of course, hear his voice here as always on Locked On Big Ten pretty often, I'm sure. And on every Monday still, we'll still have Jay Stevens, who is here with us here on Locked On Big Ten today. Jay, I hope you can help us at least try to make this transition a little bit easier for us. We still got half of the Stevens on Stevens show on Mondays, but I know you're going to be able to at least help me get a little bit more comfortable here in the seat that Ben leaves behind some pretty big shoes to fill with. Absolutely, Nate. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Glad that we can uh, get this thing rolling with you here leading the show. I'm glad to be back here on the Monday slot with you. No more Stevens and Stevens, only half of it, but half is better than none. And I'm glad you are leading the Locked on Big Ten podcast. I'm happy to be here. Really excited for what we're going to be able to do going forward. Ben Stevens leaves behind a whole bunch of name-based puns that I can't match up with, really, with Big Ten. Ben, Stevens, and Stevens. We're going to have to try and figure something out. But I hope that at the very least, we can have some fun here right here off the bat and talk here with Big Ten Sports. And let's start with the biggest story of the day right now, Jay. We're going to go over everything you may have missed here as we did have a few weeks without any Locked On Big Ten podcasts while we did this transition. So a whole lot to talk about. On today's show, though, we're going to focus on some basketball transfers as that's been the story the last few days around the Big Ten. We've got Kofi Cokeburn coming back to or Illinois, Minnesota, losing Marcus Carr officially. And we'll get to all that in a little bit. But let's start here with Cokeburn in Illinois and the Illini. What is it exactly that Illinois gets back in this player, a team that was looking at a whole lot of talent gone before? Still a lot of guys left to replace, but they do get one big piece back in what was a Showtime electric offense from last year. I don't like to say things that are... Can you say prisoner of the moment or something that somebody might say, Jay, you you're losing your mind. You're just focusing in on something. You're trying to make a big statement. But no, Kofi Colburn coming back. You're seriously getting a guy that could win Big Ten player of the year. I mean, that's how good he is as a basketball player. Seven foot, 285 pounds, average nine, just a, just a shade under 10 rebounds a game at nine and a half. One of the most amazing things about him is his efficiency on offense. 65.4% field goal shooting from the field. Didn't make a three-point shot at all. You think today's college basketball or NBA or any level, your big man's going to make maybe five, maybe six for the season. He may not shoot that many, but you think he may hit a few. But Coburn says, no, that's not my bread and butter. That's not where I'm going to be successful. I'm going to stay at my wheelhouse and allow the offense to fall off of me. Now, no more Iota Sumu, yes. But you have other pieces there that are there on the team and the team is nothing of what it was last year. It can't be close to that without Kofi Coburn coming back because there's other big men around the Big Ten. 
but it's going to be hard to find one better than Kofi down low at Illinois. Well, that's a good tease for the rest of the show. We'll talk more about what it means for Illinois to have Cokeburn back, a guy that Jay Stevens just said, at least in his mind, could win Big Ten Player of the Year. We'll talk more about that impact. But why exactly did this happen? For a while, it was the NBA that was calling his name. Then when he first got back into the transfer process, people were thinking maybe Kentucky could be the leader out of the clubhouse. But he ends up coming back to Illinois, going through the whole process to end up saying he's not changing anything. What do you think went through this guy's mind when he was looking at opportunities here? You know, when it comes to him being a pro prospect, I was kind of surprised that he came back. I understand where the NBA was, that Golden State Warriors and the trend they had. But I think we're finding the NBA is going back to where the big man down low is more of a big man down low type of offense. Yeah, you have Joker. You have other guys in the NBA that can step out. James Wiseman's hitting threes as a, as a rookie. But you're, I think you're going to see a whole lot of going back to the big man-wise, going back to the way it used to be, which fits Coburn in his wheelhouse. Now, will it be that he's going to be a better rebounder? Okay, nine and a half last year. What are you going to do, average 12 or 13? Okay, cool. 17.7 points a game. What are you going to average, 23? Okay, cool. You're just going to raise your draft stock. Maybe he was hearing that he was not going to be a lottery pick or a high first-round pick, top half of the draft. So he said, well, I, I don't know. I don't know all of what he's heard, but I think why he came back to Illinois – is because after he announced his transfer, either the day of, day before, or day after, the end, the deadline was for you to be able to announce your transfer to receive immediate eligibility. And now with you announcing it after that, even if you announce it the day of, any commitment you make that's not Illinois, you have to try to go through the NCAA to immediately be able to play basketball that year or that in this upcoming year immediately. And I think that Illinois was always the move. But you know how it is. You got to hear what Cal Coach Cal has to say. You got to hear what all these other schools have to say about you. But I do think Illinois was always the move based on when he announced when he, he was going to be transferring, going into the portal, and his decision coming after the deadline was July 1st, I believe, a few weeks ago, when you had to make your decision to immediately be eligible to play in the upcoming year. Yeah, it, it- Thank you for explaining a bit there. Going back to what you said about the NBA, that was kind of my opinion on it in the opposite way. I thought really with the way that he plays the game, maybe that was what maybe deterred him. Yeah, teams are starting to and you're seeing a little bit more of those dominant big men that we've had before. But as far as draft prospects go, I still think a lot of NBA teams are leaning that other way right now. And Cokeburn just doesn't do enough of those versatile things that NBA teams are looking for. I think that could have been a factor as far as coming back to college, but you already explained kind of the ramifications of once he made that choice, why Illinois was a much more attractive option than anywhere else. And of course, he comes back to a place that obviously loves him and what he's been able to do so far. We'll talk more about the team itself later on in the program. Before we get to any more on that, I did want to go over just some other news that was going on recently in the Big Ten before we moved on with you, Jay. And again, Jay Stevens with us here, as he will be every single Monday here on Locked On Big Ten, as he has been before. We're going to have new hosts coming in and filling in the spots in the days of the week like Jay has all the time. We'll, of course, get more on that later on as we continue here with Locked On Big Ten here at the week. But looking at some other Big Ten news, Jay, we had our first jersey deal come out of the Big Ten. 50 Michigan players make a deal with the M-Den. To be clear, this is not University of Michigan. It's a company that's licensed to sell Michigan gear. But 50 players on the football team have made deals with that company to sell their jerseys 
and the players will make money off jerseys. It's the first jersey deal in the Big Ten. And this was one of the big things, like when you told the stories about players not being able to make money. Like the Fab Five was always, I forget who which one it was, Chris Weber, maybe Jawan Howard, who would say like he, he was walking down the street watching people sell his jersey in the windows and not being able to make any of that money. This is people being able to make some of that money. What do you think just about obviously everything that's happened there? I don't know if you've been able to give that take since we last had a locked on Big Ten and obviously what this means directly with just Michigan players being able to do this right away by just benefiting off their own gear, forget sponsorships or anything else. I think it's a move in a good direction for the young men and eventually young women that are collegiate athletes. Now, I'm not going to look over the young women. There are a lot of very, very, very talented women that play collegiate sports, but this is specifically the football players. I believe I believe you said it was 50 of them at the University of Michigan that are able to sign this deal with this company. I think it's a move in the right direction. I think this is also part of the reason why Ed O'Bannon back in the 90s, I believe, well, a few years ago, he played basketball in the 90s, why he was so instrumental and so vocal about the NCAA and the wrong, the things that they were doing that didn't make a lot of sense. I am not a person that tries to push the negative, the negative thoughts on the NCAA. I think they do a lot of good that doesn't get talked about, but they do have some things that needed to get fixed. This is one of them. I think it's a good move for them. I also think you're going to find more of these companies people have never heard of assisting and helping people now when i say young women how many of you listening here this is a the question for nate just everybody listening how many of you are going to go out there and buy a softball jersey or how many of you are going to go out there and buy a volleyball jersey or the women's basketball team the only women basketball player right now that i might them jersey i might buy is Paige beckers and she plays at uconn outside of that I, sabrina unescu who played at i butchered her name that played at oregon I may buy hers, but that's it. Most people are not going to buy the women's jersey. 50 players at Michigan, not everyone's going to start. Not everyone will get a jersey sale. But it's a move in a good direction for the young men and young women that at some point will be able to sell their jerseys. Nate, I don't know how you think about this, but what if Nike, instead of saying every school we sponsor, we're going to go ahead and allow you to make money off your jersey, if they stuck with Oregon only? Phil Knight out there in Oregon, West Coast. That would be an interesting move. But, of course, you're going to have Ohio State and other schools around the country that are sponsored by Nike saying, wait, you can't just use them. How about you spread the wealth to everybody? Phil Knight could just stick with Oregon, but with the guy that I think he is and he wants some money, he pro- he could easily say, well, everybody that's, un- that's with Nike, college, we will help the athletes make money from their jersey sales too. Yeah, it's just something where everyone's getting their – piece of the pie right now and it's going to take some time to develop and obviously you're going to get to the point where this isn't news anymore to people making these deals it'll all be the behind the scenes stuff that people don't even think about like maybe they used to before with everything else but it's nice to see it at least starting and these wheels starting to turn a little bit we're running a little bit long already here on this first segment we got plenty to talk about so just to tease a little bit further into the show we're going to talk later on about big 10 media days jay you're going to be there here this week We'll talk about everyone you want to hear from, but real quick before we get into our first break, who's the one person you're looking most forward to hearing from and kind of getting into the head of at Media Days this week? I happen to wear the hat of the guy I want to hear from. Wasn't playing Nate. Yes, I'm going away from the Ohio State, Ryan Day, all of that stuff. I'm curious to hear what Tom Allen, I call him the the Indiana Hoosier football team, the fighting Tom Allens. I'm curious to hear what he has to say 
I don't know if it'll be there Thursday or Friday. Forgive me. I hope it's on Friday so nothing he says gets overlooked by the final day of SEC Media Days, which is on Thursday, the first day of the Big Ten Media Days. But I'm curious to see and hear what Tom Allen has to say to the media because what he's doing right now in, in Bloomington is amazing, and I'm sure he's going to have that same excitement at Big Ten Media Days as well. All right, well, we'll talk more about him and everyone else that you want to hear from here at Big Ten Media Days at the end of the show today. And, of course, next week on Locked on Big Ten, we'll talk about everything that happened at Big Ten Media Days. Jay Stevens will be there, of course, having plenty to tell us here to bring back next week, too. Coming up on the show, we're talking more about Big Ten basketball transfers. Kofi Cokeburn, we went over a little bit, but we'll get more into his impact on Illinois. Also, Hunter Dickinson's returning to Michigan. Marcus Carr now officially out of Minnesota and all those players on Indiana who are coming back to Bloomington. We'll break it all down here on Locked On Big Ten in just a moment with Jay Stevens. I'm Nate Dickinson. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten, here to tell you a little bit more about Built Bar, helping you get the show here today. Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. They have more than 15 grams of protein per bar with less than 5 net grams of carbs and 5 grams of sugars as well. It's all the healthy stuff you want without any of that unwanted filler, but great flavor too. Built Bar has 100% chocolate in every single bar, and these things taste outstanding. People are loving the new grasshopper flavor. It's supposed to be a little bit of a play on the mint brownie Girl Scout cookies that people like so much. So you can go and try that or any other flavor out right now at BuiltBar.com and save some money by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you know these guys are legit. That's Built Bar helping you get the show here today. And we thank you, Built Bar. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten alongside Jay Stevens, who's here with us every Monday. I'm Nate Dickinson. We're talking Big Ten basketball transfers. Players staying, players leaving here in the Big Ten, and some big names from last season ending up and staying here in the conference and some big players just in general their size their big guys who were making a big an impact on this league we'll start with the guy we already talked about jay kofi cokeburn's coming back to illinois we talked about why it's happening now let's talk a little bit about the impact for this team we dug into it a little bit here with this guy but cokeburn comes into a situation here with illinois where well at least in my opinion he'll be obviously a huge player with even a bigger role on this squad now it's still a situation and still a game of basketball right now where this is not a game where he makes his own shot. Somebody has to get him the ball for him to score. He had an outstanding player to do that last season in Iowa Sumo, but he's not there anymore. And that's the biggest question mark with this team right now is who will be filling up that spot. I think if you want to know just exactly what Kofi Cokeburn looks like this season, you first have to figure out what that point guard spot looks like for Illinois. But you were talking in the first segment about Big Ten Player of the Year. So I guess I should let you go off, Jay. What are you saying from Kofi Cokeburn and this team and the way things fit? So I did say Big Ten, possible Big Ten Player of the Year, and I still believe that is a possibility now. The thing about him last year, you're playing off of Ayo Desumo, a guy who will probably be a lottery pick in the upcoming NBA draft and somebody that everybody knew every single game. You have one guy to focus on, well, multiple, but if you don't stop the guy who brings the ball up the court, 
the big seven-foot mammoth of a human being down low is obsolete. Be- well, if you don't stop him, then you're going to have to stop somebody else. And then they had shooters around. They could move the ball around. I mean, it was really fun offense to watch. And you got to stop Ayo. You got to stop Kofi. It's hard. It's a, a phenomenal one-two punch, which makes it really weird to see that they didn't have a deep tournament run. I believe they they lost. I forget. that the, the, They lost I know to Loyola. The- there you go. Round. I wanted to say Illinois, and it was, I knew they were in Illinois. Yeah. Also, Loyola, Chicago, the Ramblers, who played a phenomenal basketball game. No, no, nothing against them, but Illinois, Illinois was planning, was supposed to take a deep run. Now, it's all up to Andre, Andre Cabello, who was a six-man last year, came off the bench. How does Andre Cabello help Kofi get better? How does Andre Cabello help Kofi and his chance and his ability to be a better pro prospect? Because ultimately, that's, I believe, the only reason he comes back is to be a better pro prospect. Does Andre Cabello, is he going to be a me first guy and Kofi, whatever's left over, it's all you? Will it be, hey, Kofi, I'm going to feed you and forget my own scoring? Or will it be kind of a one-two punch dynamic duo similar to Io and Kofi from last season? That's to be determined. But it's all on the shoulders, really. You mentioned it. Kofi can't get his own shot. Somebody has to feed him the ball. Andre Cabello coming in a starting point guard role, going up against numerous good guards throughout the Big Ten Conference. How does Andre Cabello come in, and how does he fit into the starting lineup? And how is he responding to being a bigger piece of the offense? It's a whole lot different when you're coming off the bench than it is when you're starting. A lot of pieces there, but I still think Kofi, as long as that offense goes at like we think it will, Kofi Coburn is a possible Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. Yeah, well, if Cabello can make it look anything like it looked last year under the general work of Io DeSumo, it's going to be really fun to watch. As That was, in my opinion, the most fun offense in all of college basketball to watch on a game-to-game basis, that fighting Illini offense going up against the rest of the Big Ten. Let's talk about the team as a whole, though, right now. We mentioned before that this makes Illinois, no doubt, a really good basketball team again. But just how good are you thinking for this squad? I have my opinions, and I'll give them to you. But I want to hear what you have to say first here, Jay. So I break the team – excuse me, I break the season down into – College football, it's a whole lot easier. I break it into quarters, first, second, third, fourth. In college football, your first three games are your first quarter, then second quarter, second three games, so on and so forth. But college basketball – it's more of a half. You have your non-conference versus your conference. We're going to find out a lot about Illinois in the first portion, first half of their non-conference schedule. Yes, the league play could be completely different. It can open up a lot of open up a lot more questions and avenues of ways for people to dissect and dive into and to slow down your offensive ta- offensive attack. But I'm really, really curious about how really it's. We can talk all day about Kofi. Andre Cabello is a guy that I'm focused on right now because in that non-conference, you're going to be playing against other teams, other guys that are focused on you. They have film on you. They saw what you did last season. They know exactly the type, the type of player that you are. And they're, they're going to be curious to see how do you respond to pressure. You want to find some mid-majors that might press you the entire time or be in a zone. How do you combat that? Yes, we saw Andre Cabello it's like he could get to the rim whenever, literally whenever he wanted to. But will that be the same way this year when you're going up against the ones, the starters, every single game? To me, it's on Andre Cabello. If you want to know how good Kofi Coburn will be this year, it's on the point guard. The point guard messes things up if the offense isn't flowing as smoothly and freely as it was last year. Yeah, I think Kofi Coburn is a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. But if that point guard position is not right, 
he can kiss that the possibility of winning that that trophy goodbye. Yeah, I, I think it's on Cabello too, just for the whole team. Like I, the way I thought about it was as far as just like the Big Ten standings go. If you didn't get Cokeburn back, I think Illinois fans are like still thinking this team's all right, but you're worried about like could Illinois possibly fall into like the bottom half of the Big Ten maybe if things don't go well. Now I think with getting Cokeburn that back, that kind of worry is entirely gone. This team's going to be a good basketball team now. That we know. But how high can it climb back up the Big Ten standings again? That's where the point guard play comes in. You know the talents there around Cabello to make it work. And I think we are nailing it on the head right now. It's all on him to try and find where the ceiling is for this team. Kofi Cockburn's the kind of guy who establishes a pretty high floor. It's the point guard play and the other guys around him that Cavello's got there who are going to be the ones who really try and make Illinois the national contender it wanted to be last season again. Because the Big Ten's not getting any easier out there. And these guys are going to have to play, as you mentioned, with some of the best in the Big Ten at every position, which are, of course, some of the best in the country as well. Yeah, man, it's tough. I mean, Big Ten basketball, it's tough now. There are other people that are still there in the Big Ten basketball. I know for me being a guy that's an Ohio State guy, I'm glad EJ Liddell is coming back to Ohio State for numerous reasons. But Ohio State does not have a guy that can guard Kofi. No, I don't know anybody out. Maybe the, another, another guy we may talk about, but I don't know anybody out there. We ain't going to harp all about Andre Cabello. There's other point guards in the Big Ten that are really, really good as well. It's hard to find somebody that can slow down the mammoth seven foot, 285 pound Jamaican that he is down low. I don't know, man. Like, Big Ten basketball is tough. It's tough for a reason. And I do think their style of play breeds to get people to beat up on each other all year long. I'm curious. I'm going to be watching Kofi very, very closely to see how he responds to the pressure because the pressure will definitely be on him. Oh, Jay, I know we're just getting the chemistry going here, but you had the segue, take the segue right into Hunter Dickinson, the next guy we want to talk about here out of Michigan, the guy who might be able to guard Kofi Cokeburn and who a few weeks ago also decided he was coming back to school to play with the Wolverines. Michigan was already going to be really good with or without Dickinson's services out there on the court. Adding him back into the roster obviously adds in that experience, that leadership. But as far as Michigan fans go, while Illinois is thinking maybe they could be really good again, Michigan's got to be kind of licking its chops, getting ready to go for November, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 November. Yes, they have to get ready for November. I was hoping you would have said just kind of fast forward to March. I mean, Michigan basketball. I shouldn't be getting this excited about the basketball team at, at Michigan, but I really like Hunter Dickinson. Another guy got some stats on him. Mentioned some for Kofi. I don't want to leave Hunter out with the stats. Another yeah. thing I love, the efficiency. As a freshman last year, 40, 14 points a game, just a tick under eight rebounds a game at 7.9, 59.8 field goal percentage. Once again, as a freshman standing 7'1", 260 pounds, another big man that did not hit one three-point shot last season. And I love it. He's versatile. He can move. He's. I was amazed at how – well he moved on the basketball court his conditioning as a freshman i was really surprised at how well that was as well with his michigan basketball team another guy another gentleman that can be a big 10 player of the year candidate yes they're going to be littered all throughout the big 10 numerous teams might have two but kofi's amazing but hunter dickinson 
he's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. They're both really good with Luca Garza gone. They're going to be battling for that title of best big man in the Big Ten. And both of them are going to be contributing to teams that are now going to be really, really good this season and hopefully near the top of the Big Ten for both of those fan bases. Let's talk about a team with a little bit more question marks behind it. That's the Indiana Hoosiers, Jay. A team that you wanted to bring up here we talked about before the show just with how many guys it's brought back. This isn't really big news, what Mike Woodson's been able to do with these guys coming back, but just talking big picture with Indiana, a team that was on the bubble last year, looked like it could be in like a Minnesota kind of situation at the start of the transfer portal with everyone who went on the way out, but he's been able to pull back a whole lot of players. And right now, Indiana fans are believing in Mike Woodson, a guy who at like least the day he was hired was a bit of a head scratcher just with the lack of college experience. You know, I live here in Indianapolis, and my mom went to Indiana University, a grad, many, many, many moons ago, as one, of, as one of my old school librarians used to say. And it was a buzz. It was a, it was an excitement. Even Dan Dockage here locally on radio, who played basketball at Indiana and even coached there as well under Bob Knight, even some after that as well. There was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. And Mike Woodson, he knew there was one thing he needed to do to get some excitement around these teams get the buy-in from the best player on the team. Trace Jackson Davis, he sat down with Mike Woodson, sat down with the young man and his parents and got the buy-in from him. And then on the Twitter and all over the place, you saw the excitement from the players. Trace Jackson Davis is there. You have, hopefully, Rob Fennessy gets everything together and figures out his jump shot. I saw the young man play in high school. His jump shot's there. Well, it wasn't high school. It hasn't been so much here at here in college. But there's Christian Lander, a young man who reclassified. There's so many things. We mentioned transfers. I can't overlook Miller Cop And Miller Cop going from Northwestern to Indiana, getting more wings, getting another guy that can score, that has a nice jump shot, that can feel the lane on the break. This is going to be a team in Indiana that we're focusing so much on Kofi and Hunter Dickinson. Trace Jackson Davis, the lefty. He's another guy. 6'9", 6'10", maybe standing. Nice frame, nice thought, solid, sturdy frame. He's somebody else that these guys have to watch out for because he's somebody that can be a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. I'm not just throwing these, these things out there. If you guys look and read the 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 national media, the, the writers that have been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years, they're saying the same things I am. Don't overlook Trace Jackson Davis. He might not be the guy that's going to get all the attention like Hunter or Kofi will, but Jackson Davis is somebody that when Mike Woodson gets this thing rolling, if it rolls like people think, Trace Jackson Davis, TJD, will probably first team all Big Ten and a candidate for player of the year in the conference too. Jay Stevens co-hosting with us here on a Monday, as he does every Monday, here from Locked On Buckeyes on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get away from the transfer conversation, Jay, one guy who's heading out, Marcus Carr, it's not a part of the Big Ten anymore, so it's not really stuff for us to talk about, but he was the number one target out of that portal at the start of this. He now heads to Texas and joins a Chris Beard team that has a lot of transfers and also is now making itself a national title contender as well. There's people who have this squad in the top five in the nation. And for Marcus Carr, after playing with a bunch of bubble teams with Minnesota, it looks like he's going to have a chance to really show off his stuff in the Big 12. What do you see him being able to do with all of his Big 10 experience to lead a team that has won a whole lot of new faces to try and figure out, but also really high expectations for the first time in his career? 
this is the only time on this show that I'm going to open a segment or a topic about a player. My first statement is going to be negative. He's not efficient at all. Shooting less than 40 from the field, less than 40 from the three-point line. You're going to go down there to Texas with Chris Beard. Um, I sure hope you're shooting 45, 40 plus, 45 plus from the field there. I don't care how, I don't care if your points per game dropped to, from 19.4 to 14 or 15. Get efficient. Because that's the one thing I think that's missing from Marcus Carr's game. Yes, he can score. Yes, we know what he can do. Get efficient. That's the only thing I'm looking for from him. The efficiency from him. There's other things I could knock about him. I could knock things about everybody over this list we're talking about. I don't want to be negative the entire time. But when you look at Marcus Carr, even though it was, I forget who, what game it was down the stretch, it was an overtime game. He kept shooting and shooting and shooting. And finally, in the final minute, maybe 30 seconds, he finally made a shot. I think it put Minnesota up, which was amazing. Great. Efficiency is key. I harp on the efficiency of Kofi and Hunter. I'm going to knock the efficiency where there is no efficiency there of Marcus Carr. And I hope, just hope, he one, he made the right decision. But then, two, I hope that he goes down there and gets efficient. Because if he's not... What are you going to do? Go to the NBA draft, be a second-round pick, be out in two years? We don't want that for you. I don't want that for you at all. Get efficient and raise your draft stop. See, I'll defend my guy for a little bit here right before we wrap up. Uh, If you don't know, I was the Locked On Golden Gophers host before coming here to host Locked On Big Ten. So I was watching a whole lot of Marcus Carr. And while I agree, there's times where he tried to do too much with that Mm -hmm. Minnesota team, take way too many shots. At the same time, Minnesota was asking so, so much out of him each of these last two years. I think there's a good chance that once he gets to Texas and is able to fit into a role around other good talent around him, he might be able to find that efficiency. But you're right. He's going to have to prove it if he wants to be able to be able to climb draft boards in the way that he would really like to in this next coming year. It's why he came back to school more than anything else, I'm sure. And after he makes this Texas choice, you know he wants that exposure out there as well. So, A parting note on Marcus Carr as he heads out of the Big Ten. A couple of other big men staying. And, of course, Big Ten fans are going to love watching him this year. We'll have plenty of basketball to talk about here as we continue on with Locked On Big Ten throughout the year. But football is right around the corner now. Coming up, we're going to talk to Jay, who will be at Big Ten Media Days, about what he's looking forward most to hearing here on Locked On Big Ten. We'll be back with Jay in just a moment. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline.ag is your place to go for any of your sports betting needs, whether it be to try and get the best line out there. BetOnline has it to try and read up on the next game so you can make sure you're making a smart choice to place your money on. BetOnline can help you out there too. And they'll even give you some free money if you sign up right now using our promo code LOCKEDON. If you enter Locked On into the little promo box when you sign up, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit into your account. That's right, 50% on whatever you put in. Just added right on top as the icing on the cake to that first deposit as a bit of a welcome from Locked On and, of course, Bet Online. Get on over to betonline.ag. Get those bets going and use some of that free money to make some more money. It's betonline.ag and our promo code, Locked On. 
Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson, your host with you here. Again, Ben Stevens moving on to better pastures, but he will be back on the show. You know that he loves the Big Ten too much to keep his mouth shut about it for too long. And we'll be here every single Monday as we are right now with Jay Stevens. Now, Jay's not only our Monday host, he'll also be at the Big Ten Media Days this week and have plenty to tell us about it next time. But we wanted to pick his brain here just for a couple minutes before we let him go on the Monday show to talk about what exactly the storylines that he's most tapped into going into these media days. So, Jay, go ahead and give it to us. We talked at the top of the show about just Tom Allen, who you're most interested in hearing, but kind of just give us the rundown of what it is that you're most excited about going into this opportunity to get to hear from the biggest players and coaches in the Big Ten. Well, Nate, I'm excited because this is my first time going to the Big Ten Media Days. Um, first time being at a media media event at all. Um, first time with a credential. So these are all firsts for me. So I'm excited for those reasons. I'm excited to see people that I have done shows with, but I've never met face-to-face. Excited for all that. Excited to see all 14 Big Ten football coaches. Excited to see, I believe, three players from each school represented there. I'm excited to see David Bell, somebody that I got to watch play football in high school. Actually, his first his first season there, his freshman year, I was actually able to be on the sidelines. My brother was an assistant coach at the school. So I was able to see firsthand just him as a freshman receiver at Warren Central High School in Indianapolis, Indiana, exactly how prolific he was. I talked to my brother yesterday, and all we talked about with David Bell is all he does is catch the ball. Not the fastest guy, not the tallest guy, not the not – the, 215-pound receiver, but all he does is catch the ball. I'm excited to see Scott Frost. Why? I'm curious to see his mindset going into the season. I think he's on the hot seat. Yes, the last quarterback, the last guy that was there, that well, the last quarterback of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, the last time they won a national championship. Things have not gone as planned since he's been there in Nebraska. What will he do next? I'm curious about that. A couple more. Curious to hear from James Franklin. Because I do think James Franklin, eight wins, probably expected. Sorry, Penn State fans, probably going to hate me for that. Probably eight wins. If they get to nine and three in the regular season, okay. I don't, I don't know. I think they're more of an eight and four type of team. Will this be the final straw for James Franklin? Will he be put up out of town and go out to L.A., SoCal, to USC, Clay Helton, get up out of town? And they have a good quarterback. But Clay Helton, I still have never thought you are the guy to lead USC back to the place that – Pete Carroll did during the mid-2000s. I don't think you're that guy. Last but not least, I am excited to, well, two more. They're rivals. We talked about one briefly with Hunter Dickinson. We haven't really touched on Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day. Jim Harbaugh, also in the hot seat. I think that the restructuring of his contract was school-friendly and that if he does get canned at the end of the season – the buyout's less than it would be. So was a better financial move for the school to keep him there? What's his mindset going into the year? Because after an atrocious 2020 season, 2021, hopefully, they, they're hoping things are better there in Ann, Ann, in Ann Arbor. If they're not, Michigan fans will be highly upset. Then Ohio State, the man that some people believe will get a national championship this season, has not lost a Big Ten Conference game. No. Hasn't lost a regular season game since coming to Ohio State. Will that success continue this year via the team that he's put together? People believe it will. But Ryan Day, the focus that he has, the leader of the of a conference, not just with this team, but coaching as well. There's a lot to look forward to with the Big Ten Media Days. I could go on for all 14 teams, but I'll stop right there. 
you got to be able to beat the best to be the best. Ohio State's been on that throne for a while, and that was about, oh, three and a half, four minutes straight from Jay Stevens about what's coming up on Big Ten Media Day. So you know he's going to have plenty to talk about next week after things are all said and done about what went down. Jay Stevens, of course, with us every single Monday here on Locked On Big Ten. But if they can't get enough of you, Jay, where can they find you in between our Monday shows? You can follow me on Twitter. Nate, this has been fun. First show with you here on the Locked On Big Ten. Did one with you during the Big Ten Conference Big Ten Conference Tournament, I believe, um, before over the Thursday or Friday show we did. But I'm excited. Um, sorry, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven 7 So much on my mind. You can also listen to Locked On Buckeyes as well. This week, if those of you listening are curious about the quarterback competition at Ohio State, we're diving into that all five days this week. So that'll be a fun little exercise and little fun for me to watch more film on these individuals to dissect their game, the brief of what we know know so far, to see exactly what we might see from these guys and to follow who will be QB1 in Columbus. Well, we will be back with Jay Stevens next week. My Twitter is at Nate with Sports. You can, of course, follow at Locked On Big Ten on Twitter as well. And, of course, follow wherever it is that you're listening in right now. Jay Stevens with us every Monday. Jay, you mentioned first show is done. Be real with me. How'd I do? Not bad, man. Not bad at all. Big Ten Ben left the bar pretty high. And you're you're doing pretty good for your first time. Looking for more success, more fun next week, Nate. I really am. Not bad is the goal. Not bad is what we're shooting for. Big Ten Nate doesn't quite roll off the tongue quite as well as Big Ten Ben. But we'll figure it out as we go here on the show. Jay Stevens with us here on the show today. Kevin McGuire of Locked On Nittany Lions is on the show tomorrow. We'll have plenty to discuss with him as we will every weekday as we keep you up to date on everything going on in the Big Ten Conference. Until tomorrow, alongside Jay Stevens for today, I'm Nate Dickinson. This has been Locked On Big Ten.